This is In the Know for Monday, September 27th, the 270th day of 2021. There are 95 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's country station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook. Watch on YouTube Live on Twitter. Connect and the hashtag is In the Know coming up today. We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. We'll look back on a busy weekend. Hopefully your team won. And uh, what's the weather going to do? We'll tell you that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm feeling really accomplished this morning. Is that just is that professional related or is that fall decorations related? Because you did get some of your fall decor in place. Both, but uh, ancillary. So. A- ancillary things. Yes. Uh, these things I want to know about. Are these things I'm not allowed to know about. Like what's the What's, well, the, I mean, what's the deal? I mean, I have friends that need help. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So there are things that uh, that I might know about, but there are things yes. that are not necessarily germane to me. Right. Is that what or you're saying? show related. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling accomplished. He is the five-time winner of the Covet Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Greenville. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. How was your trip uh, back to Daddy? Won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County? It was good. It was long game, but Cougars won. That's always a good thing. It was a long game, but with a running clock. Yeah. Well, it, did it was, ever get to a running clock? I did. thought it did. It yeah. did. Yeah, fifty to thirteen was the final score. It was fifty to seven at one point. First time the Cougars have scored fifty points in almost three years. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, they they played really well. Some emotional moments, and uh, it was powerful. Um, why was it so long? Well, for one, and I think we did get some decent news, is that uh, a Muhlenberg County player had to be taken off on an ambulance at one point during the game. So that, that, that lengthened it, and then there was a lot of points scored, which lengthens it in that way as well. Sure. Um, yeah, I missed the part about the about the yeah, player. So yeah, no, it was, it was get, terrible. Get caught up on that later. Uh, how many points again did they score? 50. 50. 5-0. It was in honor of my birthday. And the, That's, since I'm, Coach Jones came up and he said, just let him know. That's why we did it. Since they they drew. Listen, they must have worked all week on their game plan. How do we end up with exactly 50 points? Well, see, no, not 49. I mean, 49 is more of a football score. E- even Muhlenberg helped you out because they jumped off sides on one of the extra <laughs> points that allowed the Cougars to go for two, which they picked up to get the 50. Well, thank you, Muhlenberg County. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, more like a summer feel today. You might have liked the fall conditions we had on Thursday and Friday, and even the weekend was very pleasant. But for the uh, better part of the work week this week, we're going to be back closer to something like summer as we say goodbye to September in the next four days. But we'll see highs in the uh, lower 80s, I think, is what uh, is what we can expect. Sunny and breezy today. No chance of rain. A high of uh, 84 officially across the region. Mild and breezy tonight. Overnight low of 64, so not as cool as we've seen some of the nights earlier uh, at least in the last few days. And then a couple of degrees warmer tomorrow is the forecast. And then as you get into really not much of a chance of rain for the foreseeable future until maybe early next week, that's subject to change, of course. But uh, So just should be a nice uh, week weather-wise for whatever you have planned outside. Be one of those where it gets a little warm in the afternoon, but then the temperature falls back off, you know, around sunset or so, turns into a pleasant evening. Last week, Kentucky showed a slight downward on COVID-19 hospitalizations, intensive care patients, and people on ventilators. Between Monday and Friday, the state recorded almost 18,000 cases, new cases, and 170 deaths of those still running about uh, 27, 28% of those being 18 years and younger. On Monday, just to give you a comparison over a five-day average, sometimes it's hard to know what happens day to day, but on Monday there were 2,254 people being treated in hospitals in Kentucky. That uh, By Friday, that number had dropped to 2,211, so down some. Patients in ICU fell from 654 to 632 over Monday to Friday, and people on ventilators decreased from 452 to 429 over the course of the week. The positivity rate, 
He is back under 11%, 10.99 on Friday, which is good from where it was. It was into the 14 range. But uh, as we know, we know it locally. We know it across the, 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 the state. We know it across the country. There's a cycle to these things. So while we still have a large number of positive cases, the cycle of these, there's a certain percentage of people that are going to get sick as a result of being positive. There's a certain percentage of them that are going to be hospitalized of that. And then there's a certain percentage that are going to be in ICU. There's a certain percentage that will be on ventilator. And there's a certain percentage of people who will lose their lives. So while we still are seeing about 18,000 cases a week, you can just kind of do the math and go, okay, of 18,000, here's the percentage of people that have symptoms. Here's the, And you can just almost write it down at the end. So the trick is to get your positivity number down you know, get back in the 4%, 3%, 2% range and so that when you do that math, it's hard to come up with any loss of life, certainly on a daily basis, if not a weekly basis. And then we uh, also hope for continued increased vaccination levels in the coming days. Of 120 Kentucky counties, 116 are still in the red. So we can just look forward or hope for a few more oranges, you know, every couple of days and it starts to change the color of that map Broadly, at least that's uh, what we're hopeful for. The preliminary autopsy results for an Alabama man found decreased uh, deceased in a vehicle on Thursday morning in Litchfield has yielded no definitive cause of death. The Grayson County coroner said the preliminary autopsy results for 63-year-old Howard Yeager of Opelika, Alabama, did not uncover a cause of death. The state ME's office in Louisville is awaiting toxicology results before making a cause of death, and that could take four to six weeks before they know more. So It's amazing that with not, all the technology we have today that it still takes four to six weeks on that. Does it, it does. And I know nothing about anything about what they have to do, fully admit that, but it's just you would think that we'd have something quicker now. And I'm not sure where who's doing the testing, mm-hmm. where they have to outsource that to. And, uh, and again, I may be connecting dots that don't need to be connected, but I know that everything these days is, is COVID-impacted in some way. So... Because of increased testing and labs, and does that just generally clog the system? Does can it also have can it also have a uh, impact on toxicology results or other testing that might happen because we're so busy doing COVID tests now? Again, uh, those dots may not be need to be connected, but I believe what's been borne out for the last year and a half is that. You are always just one step away from some type of COVID implication. But it's interesting that we have rapid tests for, you know, strep, COVID, but we can't get a rapid test for toxicology. Or I don't think it's can, interesting to me. And I, here's here's the other thing that I would guess, and again, not a medical expert, but I've, I have I watched the entire series of ER starring George Clooney. <laughs> but so does, does that not make you an expert? Well, I, yeah, I mean, it gives – I could you order one. You have a degree one, in Facebookology, I right? I could order one through the, <laughs> order one through the mail. When you do, um, say, a DUI test in the field, you know, mm-hmm. they have those PBR tests that are, that are there, uh, portable breathalyzer tests. But when you go to toxicology, the panels that they're testing for is so much broader, like everything under the sun when they're testing for toxicology. They're not testing for one thing. They're testing for all things, which I would presume requires a more comprehensive look and takes a little more a little more time, but yeah. I mean, if you use what I learned on ER and on all the crime dramas, all crimes are solved in 60 minutes or less. <laughs> and CSI, yeah, 100%. That's exactly right. David Caruso I, just puts on his sunglasses <laughs> and he knows what happens. I don't know how they managed to do that. Uh, always on television, they're solving it. I mean, sometimes they're solving two or three crimes an hour. It's really remarkable. Uh, this story got my attention out of, it's a story out of Tennessee but I do think that it is uh, worth noting because this could very easily happen in Kentucky. But the tradition of post-game prayer after Friday night high school football games runs deep in the Bible Belt, whether you're in Kentucky or Alabama or Tennessee or wherever you may be. And so there's a school system in Putnam County. The school system in Putnam County, Tennessee, had received complaints from out of state from an out of state secularist organization uh, i've got the name of them somewhere i'll get to them. oh the uh, it's dc based americans united for separation of church and state and they were admonishing the district for several instances of prayer and proselytizing at events at cookville and upperman high schools 
So when they got this letter, the school system announced and told staff, you you can't lead this. All right. So you said you because of because of the nineteen sixty two ruling, you can't you can't lead this. And so word started traveling around. Parents were unhappy about that because somebody from Washington, D.C., some outsider organization, was trying to impact how things were working here. And we've had instances of this here locally over the years, too, by the way. And so what happened was is that the community decided, okay, we'll let the students decide. And what it led to was a much greater student-led team-led, cheerleaders, et cetera, praying both teams at the end of a football game, then surrounded by a group of parents and supporters, and it makes a much greater statement than what the prayer was being held in weeks before was doing. And so I just, I, I love the, I love the response in that you've got people from outside meddling saying you can't do this and people saying, oh, well, we might not be able to do it the way you object to, but we'll do it in a way that will be more powerful than if you had never shown a light on it. And so I, I just love yeah. I the response. I love that so much. It mm. gave me cold chills. It, yeah. it was, yeah. Kentucky State University needs funds to stay open. I know a lot of higher education institutions in Kentucky have had a hard time over the last few years, but it seems Kentucky State has had maybe the the worst of it. It's our only publicly a public historically black university, and it's going to need emergency funding to stay open through the end of the year. Uh, KSU announced in August that it owes about $13 million and includes $3 million in vendor invoices and about $5 million to clear construction invoices. The report came after several KSU officials resigned, including a board member, their chief financial officer, their former president, M. Christopher Brown, left the job in July amid concerns about the school's finances and lawsuits alleging misconduct by campus officials. Should the state intervene? Oh, gosh, this is... (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's... By percentage of their budget, I don't know what the state of Kentucky contributes to KSU mm-hmm. as comparable to what it contributes to UofL, UK, MSU, WKU, NKU, EKU, all the directionals, all the schools. I don't I don't I don't know. But there is something interesting to me about it being Kentucky that I think that's relevant in this time. I also think it's called Kentucky State University. Mm-hmm. So doesn't that in ways imply that at some point in time in our history, KSU and the state of Kentucky itself were somehow, I mean, they have very similar names. So I'm wondering what role, and is this the, is, I, I have my doubts that this is the time for our legislature and our governor's office, and really we as uh, taxpaying citizens, to turn our eye and say, well, you all, su- you all made the mess over there. You all can suffer the consequences, and good luck to you. We hope you're able to hang around. Uh, for, what, for what we probably waste in government spending, uh, what, it's $18 million on the total, I think is what it, what it said, um, but $8 million, $10 million, whatever it is. I think I'm okay with making sure that the organization is preserved. But what I'm not interested in is it being taken over by the state infinitely and saying, you know, this is now, we're going to be operating this. So we've bailed out much less worthy things in our history. So I'm okay with them, uh, with them bringing, it, uh, bringing it along. Uh, big sports weekend. Mm-hmm. There were very few sports things this weekend that didn't go my way. Uh, now, the uh, we talked about the Cougar football game. Cougars were victorious on Friday, mm-hmm. fifty to thirteen. So that's good. Uh, I thought that Western made a very good showing. It was, I think, it was the largest. It was the largest attended event mm-hmm. 
on Western's campus in history. Correct. Yeah, 25,000 people. Yeah. I, think, I can now lo- no longer say I was at the largest attended, which which hurts wow. me a little bit. Yours was probably about 22,000 in that no, range. No, it was 23. It was, it was the, the capacity of the stadium when Vandy came to okay. Western. And so now it's at 25,000. 114 uh, or something. Those people must have been scattered out in different ways because I after the U.K. game ended, which we'll get to in a moment, I did see you know in certain corners it looked like there were some. I'm like, where did the people go? Maybe they, maybe they went and then they. A lot left. of them stay in the Harbaugh Club. A lot of them are on the berm there behind the end zone. Ooh, where, the berm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's what they call it. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's just that's oh, yeah. just kind of a cool word to say. Yeah. All see, right. I was never. You, that was never the location I watched the games. Usually, there was. That was where you went if. You had some fun before the game. When it was twenty six twenty, so you could roll around on the berm. Oh, when yeah. it was when it was twenty six to twenty four, I thought, okay, this is probably going to not go to the top's way because IU scored again. But to keep it thirty three thirty one was uh, was good. A lot of people wearing black there. They had the what the blackout is what yeah. Western was, yeah, was 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 doing. So following it on my drive home. Western now uh, the Hilltoppers will play at East Lansing. They get uh, two Power Five opponents in a row number 20 michigan state that'd probably be a tall order but again you score a lot of points it took a long time to play western's game the other night oh they when always you, when you throw the ball around that much that, it takes a long the brain time. and daddy games so this is 2015 2016 those were long games. yeah hey thank god for matt ruffalo he made three field goals at columbia the other night to uh help seal the victory for uk sam i think I have a task for you today if you've got time to make a trip to Lexington. I'd like for you to go to the U.K. football practice. I'd like to send you with about four rolls of duct tape. And I would just like you to go through on every offensive. You don't have to do it for the O-line because they're usually the one recovering the fumbles. But anybody who touches the ball on U.K.'s offense needs a football strapped to their hand and then wrap it in a half a roll of duct tape just so they understand what it is to hold on to a football. Their turnover differential is only negative nine. It's the worst in the SEC, but yet they're 4-0. and Yeah, I saw that in SEC games in the hist- in, in, since a certain period of time, only point zero eight percent, I think, of teams had won a game when their turnover differential was negative three. If they don't get control of this, that is going to cost them a game. They've been lucky so far. They've been able to overcome their miscues Sometimes on it's be, offense. It's better to be lucky than good. Well, so far they're four and zero, and um, the Gators come to town, and on on Saturday night it's going to be a rocking K. Roger Field. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Going to be one, a night one, game. No oh, doubt. Yeah, it's going to be. The Americans, I was super excited because the Americans captured, reclaimed the Ryder Cup and in convincing way with 19 points. It is a new record. No one had ever scored more than 18 and a half points in Ryder Cup. Brooks and Bryson even hugged after the round yesterday. It was a real kumbaya. We're all together moment. So the Americans, I heard Greg Norman call it the whipping at whistling. <laughs> at Whistling Straits. So they just got out of the box uh, great. So the, lucky for us, we get Ryder Cup again next fall. Because it's supposed to be, this was the 2020 Ryder Cup, but it was played in 2021, so they'll play it in Europe next year. Oh, that's good. So the Americans, I assume, will only get to keep the cup for for one year. Unless they win next year. The Pardon me? Unless they win next year, then they get to oh, keep yeah. it in there. Well, listen, their youth on this team, they they stand a chance. They sent a, me- a convincing message mm-hmm. to the Europeans that uh, the Americans are here to stay and reclaim their Ryder Cup glory. The Yankees swept the Red Sox, and now after a three-game series with Blue Jays, they might be able to seal their place in the postseason. They'll finish up with the Rays this weekend as the regular season comes to an end. The St. Louis Cardinals, I thought the Yankees winning 13 in a row earlier in the year were impressive. The Cardinals have won 16 in a row. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, mean, you have to admit, as a sports fan, 16 in a row is pretty impressive. No, I don't know. Titans won yesterday, <laughs> but maybe most uh, Sam might be the most happy oh, because no, that's an understatement. What the the your your Bengals? What did they do yesterday? They whooped up on the Steelers for the second straight game. And wow. who who said here 
on the show a couple of weeks ago that the Steelers were not worth anything. Um, and no one listened to me. And look at this. The Bengals proved it. Listen, Miss Snoop Dogg, Pittsburgh Steelers over there, you better be careful. You might throw right. Oh, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll say whatever I want. It's it's my time. Of course, if you, can get, if you can get Snoop Dogg. Today. If you can get Snoop Dogg to change his favorite team, she'll automatically change hers too. So it'll be That's no true. problem. Go Bengals. So congrats to the Bengals winning yesterday. You get Thursday night football this week. What they're uh, Yeah. They're hosting and of course, Jacksonville. the Cougars have won Thursday night football game this and year. This is it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Ancestor Appreciation Day. I guess you better be grateful. If you're happy with your where you are and who you are and all those things, you've got to show some level of appreciation for your ancestors. It is also Corned Beef Hash Day. Mm. I like corned beef. Mm, I like probably corned beef hash better than corned beef and cabbage. Oh, I like I that. I don't know that I've had either. That was great. Okay. And uh, it's also chocolate milk day today. And in full disclosure, I do not like chocolate milk. I have never, I've never liked chocolate milk. We have our high schoolers that come in on Monday and Wednesday mornings, and one of them was drinking a chocolate milk this morning. So I wasn't sure if he might have known that. I think maybe once a year. Yeah. I couldn't tell you last time I had chocolate milk. Mm, Me either. I mean, even as a even as an elementary school kid, no, I was always white no, milk. White milk, yeah, it, yeah, it, me too. You'd never had to worry about me fighting you over the chocolate milk. You know, it's yeah. like you yeah. more power to or you. Then you, had, you always had the one kid in the class that drank the strawberry milk. Hey, that is you. <laughs> I do like occasionally. Uh, my yeah. my, uh, my grandmother, she used to uh, my mom. She she used to would do the Nestle quick with the strawberry and that was okay on a rare occasion but i really didn't like chocolate milk i just kind of wanted just kind of wanted milk but there was something about her house and strawberry milk that i would be maybe i liked the rabbit on the container mm-hmm. that was there maybe I'm like hey that's that looks fun well i definitely love white milk and whole milk yes please here's one thing i do know i think i can make a, a bold statement even though they are aligned on the calendar, I would imagine you would want to refrain from having corned beef and hash with chocolate milk. Probably not the greatest combination. <laughs> Especially you got the Irish there. I don't know the Irish would want you drinking that with it. No, that's, that's absolutely yeah, that just nasty. That's absolutely right. Hey, here are some useful life tips shared by a guy on Twitter. He is uh, at Krish Lad. C-H-R-I-S, so Chris, and then H is like a middle initial, and then L-A-D, as in young boy, a lad. And he has uh, gone through Reddit's life pro, tri- tri- life pro Tips and found some of the best ones. So, for instance, if you're on an annoying phone call, <laughs> put your phone in airplane mode because... The message on the other end will say call failed, not call ended. Mm. Oh, wow. So if you don't want the person to know that you hit end, like I'm out of this, you just put it in airplane mode and I could use that one. L- leave the rest up to technology. It gives you, a, gives you an out. Explains why I get a lot of cold fails. <laughs> <laughs> Getting angry at people for making mistakes doesn't teach them not to make mistakes. It teaches them to hide their mistakes. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That's good. When arguing with someone, not that anyone has ever done that, and certainly not recently, and certainly not during the COVID-19 pandemic, has there been any arguing at any level whatsoever? Never in our Facebook. But in the event, if you ever find yourself in an argument, on the outside possibility that you ever find yourself in an argument, ask what proof would it take to change your mind. Uh, I, mean, I get that. <laughs> and if they can't give you an answer, just walk away. Just know that nothing you're going to be able to say that's, is going to change their mind. That's good advice because yeah. 
a lot of people what you're arguing about. Sure. It just then you're becomes not change about someone's it, mind. It becomes about the argument and not about the facts mm-hmm. that led to said argument. But you should know you're just wasting your time from that point forward. If they can't tell you what evidence you could submit that would change their thoughts, then you're that's going to be an exercise in futility. So why bother? If you want to search for free software online, don't search for free. Search for open source. And this helps avoid limited trial versions, but more particularly malware. Because whether it's free this or free that, when you go to hit that download, you never quite know what all's in there. Mm-hmm. There'll be people who will avoid getting a shot that could save their life because they don't know what all's in there. But give me that free software. <laughs> you know, who knows what you could become infected with. Be careful who you vent to at work. Just because they listen, it doesn't mean they are your friend or have your best interest at heart. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people that'll just listen and say, well, what can I learn from this that I can Mm -hmm. use as currency later on? And then if someone insults you during a meeting, pretend you didn't hear and ask them to repeat themselves, (laughs) and they'll either repeat the insult and look rude or realize their mistake and apologize. So even if you heard it, say, what was that? I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch it. And then they have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So some pro tips for you. You going to throw that one in your back pocket? Navigating through life. I'll probably forget it. <laughs> I'll probably forget it by 10 o'clock. But maybe somebody can, can remind me. Lots of travel coming up in the next, not just in particularly next week, where uh, fall break is in a lot, you know, fall break is available to a lot of students. But the fall season, you know, between now and all the way deeper into the autumn season and the 2021's best states to visit this fall, they did a survey to find out. uh, They compared the 50 states based upon 15 fall factors, such as the number of national and state parks, Trails, corn mazes, wineries, etc. They even consider the projected number of weeks each state will produce fall foliage for your postcard perfect snaps. Now, Kentucky ranks at 23rd. So there we are, mid again. Right in the middle. We're so mid. With a rating of 23.04. Now, to tell you who's the worst for fall, kind of makes sense. Louisiana. Louisiana looks pretty much the same no matter when you visit. But Mi- you, you do get some good food down there. Hi. Mississippi is at 49. Delaware, Hawaii. Hawaii is constant. You would right. never know the season in Hawaii. Uh, Alabama is at 46. Uh, South Carolina at 40. Georgia is at 37. So among the southeast United States, Where's Florida? We're, doing, uh, we're doing pretty well. Florida ranks at 36th, but Kentucky is at 23. So of the southeast United States, who's better? If you count, you know, North Carolina is more of an Atlantic Coast type of state, but has some of the charm of uh, the southeast United States. They're at 22. Tennessee is at 21. See, I, ten, oh, I guess they got... How did they beat They've us? They've got well, – see, I, I was wondering I was like, the at first same, they have the, the mountains. I was like, thing. oh, well, we got the mountains we, too. We have – they have more mountains. Do they though? They do. I mean, yeah, they have the, – well, we don't have a Gatlinburg. That's, we that's the We don't have a Pigeon Forge. We don't have a – and we don't have a national park that's part of Appalachia. But – we still have lots of state parks. We have Mammoth Cave. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. We have similar topography. I'll take Mammoth Cave over the Smoky Mountains. I'll take. Oh. I'm will? saying. I'm saying. Which would you rather have in your state? Saying that we got the longest cave system. Um. Well, the one good thing about Mammoth Cave is it doesn't attract people from North Carolina. So True. that's good because uh-huh. they can't drive. Um. Who Tar else holes. is ahead of us? That's what Roger. Again, uh, Roger Lush. If you, if you well, he's really happy his team beat Clemson. That's amazing, too, in <laughs> overtime, by the way. Uh, West Virginia is at 17. 
I can see that. You get all over the mountains, too, there. If Virginia is for lovers. Is West Virginia for haters? Is that kind of how My mother's goes? a West Virginia. I don't. I'm asking. I mean, Virginia always touted, you know, Virginia is for lovers. So what's that leave for West Virginia? Lusters? <laughs> I guess it's possible. Uh, Wisconsin is at 16. Michigan is at 15. New York at 14. Montana is at 8. So here goes your top six. Alaska at six. Wyoming at five. California at four. The northern portion of California with the Redwoods? I guess, yeah. Three is Maine. New Hampshire is at two. And we shouldn't be surprised. Vermont at number one with a rating of 60. The top three makes sense to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, all that New England up through there. Maple syrup to you. I mean. All that good stuff. I don't want to go, but it makes sense. Interestingly enough. Alabama, according to Yelp, has the best pumpkin patch in the United States. Ooh. It's in Helena, Alabama, so right there off of I-65. So you go uh, Birmingham, then you go out through Hoover, and then you go out through Helena. And so it's out there. It's kind of a suburb of Birmingham. So apparently they have one of the best pumpkin patches in the world. Arkansas mm-hmm. has the second best. You'd have to go to Arizona for the third. And Kentucky has we're in like the tenth best pumpkin patch, Gallerain Farms in Shelbyville or Gallerain, G A L L R E I N Farms in Shelbyville is the uh, Tennessee has one too in Franklin. You could stop there on your way to Helena if you were going to the. You should like the to best just one. drive straight through the state of Tennessee, not have to stop. So, you want to know the Buckles Pro Tip? <laughs> You want a life hack? That's what we do. Don't step foot in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So you, if you got to stop, you know, stop at Franklin or Bowling Green or mm-hmm. whatever, and then at the Rocket. You don't stop again until the Rocket. Just, you see, I've never been on that side of Unless you Tennessee. got a five-year-old and you're on your way to the beach and she says, I got to pee, and then you find a McDonald's. See, when I went to Atlanta a couple of years ago, I stopped in Chattanooga. I felt like that was okay because I was close enough to the border. Yeah, that's kind of Georgia anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's it's just as much. Chattanooga is just as much Georgia as it is Tennessee. Pillsbury has new salted caramel apple cookies. So if you're having a you know Halloween movie showcase at your house, watching the days of Halloween on Freeform, and you want some festive cookies, Pillsbury has a variety for this time of year. I mean, sure. No. I don't I don't know that I'll purchase them, but if you make them, I'm not. I'd try one. If because the infamous McDonald's apple pie. You can have it year-round if you decide you want to do something seasonal. Apparently, pumpkin and cream pie is returning to McDonald's. I would I would certainly try it. I've Once every once in a while, I'll have one of their apple pies, and it's good. I like it. It's very nostalgic. It's one of the few things, just like the Big Mac and the Quarter Pounder, like they were part of the original. Apple pies were part of the original McDonald's lineup. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to kick it old school. Yeah. You know, I because chicken nu- chicken nuggets were added later. You know, there's just been some other varieties. So they're staying tried and true to their apple pie and now a variation of that, the pumpkin variety. I like the holiday ones. They come out during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> this story makes me laugh because I think in the not too distant future, I think our household is going to be a Roomba household. Oh dear. I think that technology has Instead of investing the time to do the sweeping, that the Roomba will do it when no one else is around and probably do a pretty good job of it. The problem with the Roombas historically has been for dog owners. Mm -hmm. Because if you get a dog who poos in the floor and (laughs) and the Roomba is on duty, the Roomba does the opposite of what the Roomba was intended to do. It just keeps on going. Yes. And so you end up with a bigger mess than you would have had. Well, the Roomba has been updated, I guess, through a firmware update. The new designs of Roombas know how to spot dog droppings on the floor and avoid them. And that's fantastic. But as far as our household is concerned, I'm going to need the Roomba to be able to recognize Legos. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll, yeah. Right? I, I, I think they're going to be able to identify lots of new things. That's where True. AI is going to help. But So if you've been a pet owner and you said no to the Roomba, you may be in luck. It may be for you. So we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Weekend box office. The Tony Awards were last night. Got plenty more. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know it cost seven and a half million dollars to build the Titanic and two hundred million dollars to make the movie? (laughs) But how much money did the movie make? A a billion dollars, at least. Uh, Eventually, if not now, eventually. It's not uncommon for Star Wars movies now to make a billion dollars in receipts, but that's, uh, you know, 20 to 25 years later. They probably should have spent a little less on the movie, a little more on the ship. Maybe iceberg detector. But if the ship wouldn't have wrecked, then there would have been no movie. There wouldn't have been a movie. Uh I'm still kind of marveling about that conspiracy theory that the Titanic really didn't sink. Still unsure that I buy that at all, but it's a nice little little story to tell. The weekend box office, Shang-Chi, continues its reign at number one. Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings. That's a big title. Uh, fended off competition from new cover Dear Evan Hansen, which is a Broadway to big screen offering to hold their number one spot. Uh, Candyman took fourth. Free Guy hung on to third. Cry Macho, then Jungle Cruise, and then Malignant. Uh, Paw Patrol was uh, rounded out the top ten as well. I didn't know Paw Patrol had a new movie out there. Oh, I did. You did? Yeah. We've, But we're we're teeter-tottering. We're almost out of the Paw Patrol phase. Well, We're... yeah, and this was not from our house. But... Gotcha. Oh, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, louder Than Life, or as some people call it, Sam, Larger Than Life, was this last weekend. Did you have any friends that went? Yeah, I did have a couple people I knew that went. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can't can I say Matt Jones? He went, and he's a, he's a friend, right? Yeah, I was going to ask you, is, is, is he considered a friend? We're I, Facebook I, friends. I, I Doesn't know. that make us friends? I, right? Sure, absolutely. If that's the if that's the standard that you have to meet, then, uh, yeah, then great. I have his email address. But what I interest, thought was interesting was I don't know who Machine Gun Kelly is. Um, MGK is what they like to call him. Okay. If you want to um, be... He was booed and flipped off during his performance at the Louder Than Life Festival. Um, Apparently, maybe he has some beef with someone in Slipknot. See, I'm throwing out all these cool words that I'm hoping make me sound like I know what's going on. I know he's got some beef with Eminem, too. He does? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. And I think he, he I think from what I understand and luckily I had we had our high schoolers in and they were kind of explaining it a little bit to me today. Apparently he, he said some stuff to Eminem and Eminem came back at him to the point where MGK had to switch the genre of music he did because Eminem came so wow. yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Well And again this is second hand information, but I mean it's a couple of high schoolers, thank, so they would know, right? Thanks to our shadow students mm-hmm. for playing the very important <laughs> role of translator. So what we did was we took teenagerees and trans translated it into mid twenties, give or take, and then who translated it into fifties. So I appreciate that because I think I know what you just said. I think do they, I do. Do they get an official show credit for being part of the research yeah. staff? <laughs> Shout out to Houston and Tucker. All right, they, they helped us out. Thanks, fellas. Um, the Tony Awards were last night. This is kind of a weird Tony Awards because Broadway's been shut down since March of 20 uh, until the last few weeks. So they did have some awards, but it was more of a celebration of being back. And I haven't seen it yet. I haven't recorded. But Adina Menzel and uh, Kristen Chenoweth reunited for a duet from, because they were the original Alphaba and Galinda the Good, and they did For Good last night, so I'm looking forward to seeing it anytime I can see the two of them together. I like it. Uh, best play was won by The Inheritance. The best revival of a play was A Soldier's Play. And the Tina Turner, the, the lady who plays Tina Turner, uh, the adult Tina Turner in the musical, Adrienne Warren, she won for Best Performance of an Actress in a Leading Role in a Musical. She was featured on CBS Sunday Morning yesterday and uh, found it to be kind of an interesting interesting interview. Dog the Bounty Hunter showed up at Brian Is It Laundry. 
I think is that's it Landry? Right. Are they laundry. Saying, calling it laundry at his family's home where he and Gabby Petito lived? I've kind of been interested in this story, but I've not talked a lot about it because I don't feel like I can add anything to it than is being covered by every other media organization in the world. But I am interested. I'm not a huge fan of Dog the Bounty Hunter, but I do think that he's notorious for finding people that don't want to be found. And so he showed up at their house yesterday to knock on the door to start the process of tracking them down. What, what if he just would open the door and be like, oh, man, you found me? <laughs> Tag. You know, I don't, I don't know how that would work. Turn around, let me put you a cup. I mean, yeah, they're, like, they're not – I mean, they're a person. He, he's a person of interest. He's not been charged. There have been yet. no charges. So I'm happy for the dog to – Mr. Dog? I don't, I don't, is he the dog? dog? Mr. Dog? He's not been knighted, so I don't. Are get, you aware? Has the queen not knighted him yet? He, as far as I know, he's also not a sworn peace officer, so he can't be deputy dog. Get, <laughs> so no. I don't, and you, as long as we don't go doggy dog, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah we wouldn't, <laughs> we, we wouldn't get in, in Calvin's I? lane. <laughs> Can we talk to the sheriff here and see if he can't make him a deputy so we can call him deputy dog? Uh, I mean, I, You've got connections, I'm right? probably not the first person to think of that idea on calling him deputy dog. But I do think it would be an awesome clashing of cultures and things if Dog the Bounty Hunter, if Dwayne Chapman actually found the laundries or found them and then said, here's where they are, just like it took social media to find their vehicle out, you know, in the in the desert. So anyway, got to get to a break. We'll come back, wrap it up for the morning here on In the Nose. MB's point to ponder for today. Am I the only one who occasionally comes into contact with someone who makes it obvious why we have instructions on shampoo bottles? <laughs> Never. I don't think you're the only one. Am I the only one who becomes increasingly more concerned how frequently I encounter people? That are a testament to why we have instructions on shampoo bottles. <clears throat> Think w w what's the line from Bambi? <laughs> Don't have anything nice to say. Uh, I thought that was Teresa Buckles that said that. I didn't realize she stole that from Bambi. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe Bambi stole it from her. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think. When did, didn't Bambi come out? In like the early nineties. <laughs> yes, that's what. That's, oh that's, my that's, goodness! That's, 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 that's what it was. Nice save. <laughs> Young Mr. Gormley. Uh, on television tonight, season five premiere of The Good Doctor on ABC. On PBS, Citizen Hearst, an American experience special. Born into one of America's wealthiest families, William Randolph Hearst builds the nation's largest media empire by the 1930s. On A&E, Voices Magnified, the youth digital crisis. First-person stories of young adults grappling with the Obsessive Use of Social Media, a look at how digital technologies impact stress levels, social interaction, self-esteem, and mental health. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And Lady Cougar Volleyball tonight against Edmondson County. Oh, yeah. On K105 Digital Productions. Okay, I'm sorry. I cannot let this go. So, Bambi? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I'm trying Do you to know what year? I, it's, yeah, I know. It's from like the was Is it late 40s? 40s? 1942. Yeah, yeah 42. Okay. Well, I, I was I, covering my tracks. I calculate it by so Snow White. Then that, like, I can just okay. kind of run through the early ones. And I didn't think it made so Bambi is older than my mother. No covering of tracks necessary, but it was touch and go there for a second. Today's highlight in history: this date in 1996 in Afghanistan, the Taliban, a band of former seminary students, drove the government of President. Uh, Rabani out of Kabul. Okay. In 1779, John Adams was named by Congress to negotiate the Revolutionary War's peace terms with Britain. In 1979, Congress gave its final approval to forming the U.S. Department of Education. Birthdays today. 
Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive is 78 today. Meatloaf is 74 today. Wow. I wouldn't oh. touch a 74-year-old meatloaf if I were you. Mike Schmidt is 72. I should say Baseball Hall of Famer. Say, Mike good, Schmidt good is 72 today. I, I kind of give I, – I don't like Mike Schmidt very much because my Uncle Tim loved the Phillies and loved Mike Schmidt. And so because he did, like, we – we but were, there's, there's no, like, Yankee-Philly. No, we were tribal in that regard, but it just never made sense. It's like, how can somebody growing up in Short Creek like the Philadelphia Phillies? How could somebody growing up in Caneville like the Yankees, I guess I could say, right? Well, it does go back to a time when <laughs> – there is a long story involved with that, by the way. Sean Cassidy is 63 today. Well, we could also say, how could somebody growing up in Falls of Rough be a Twins fan? Da-do, run, 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 da-do, run, run. That's an even harder thing to imagine. <laughs> it is. I mean, I know the story, but Minnesota, Minnesota. Gwyneth Paltrow is forty-nine today. Lil Wayne is thirty-nine today. One year away from becoming Big Wayne. Just hang in there, <laughs> Lil Wayne. You'll get there. You got this. Avril Lavigne is thirty-seven today. Gone but not forgotten. Samuel Adams, born in seventeen twenty-two. Thomas Nast, the political cartoonist, in eighteen forty. Wilford Brimley, born in 1934, just lost Brilford, uh, Br- Wilford Brimley a year ago, back on August 1st of last year. Don Cornelius was born in 1936. Do either of you know who Don Cornelius was? That name sounds familiar, but should I know who that is? Probably not. You shouldn't. Probably neither of you. He was the host of television's Soul Train. I'm hmm. Don Cornelius. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Train. All right, let's try to line up some chart toppers for today. See if I came up with any that might be of interest to you. Let's first go to 1961 was the year. Roy Orbison was number one with Crying. I've never seen a pandemic version of The Price is Right. That's weird. (laughs) It looks weird. I hope some of you like Roy Orbison because I I certainly did not choose that based on my interests or my tastes. I like Roy Orbison. He's fine. Pretty woman. As someone who loves to wear sunglasses, it just always bothered me that his sunglasses were so dark and I couldn't see what was behind them. And to be clear, Roy Orbison, only only when, well, the movie Pretty Woman kind of helped, but more specifically, the Traveling Wilburys introduced me to Roy Orbison. And the naive part of me said, is he blind? Isn't that a reasonable, to a young person, isn't that a reasonable ponderance? 1970, Neil Diamond, number one, Cracklin' Rosie. Are you allowed to play Neil Diamond? I thought you, you, Neil Diamond would be on your list. Of... I actually went back and saw it. Uh, he, he's not a Bostonian. Just the Bost- but I thought the Sweet Caroline the, connection there. The Bostonians was... have claimed that song. And I did seek special permission from my father to know if Neil Diamond was out of bounds or not. And he said no. I just went through a period of my life where we were a little overexposed to Neil Diamond. I mean, there's a long story to that as well that we don't have time for today. Oh, I love my There was a period in my life where I was exposed to uh, similar doses of Bob Seger and Neil Diamond. Now, can you play Sweet Caroline on this show? I have. You I have. can and I have. Because, you know, one of the things that's happened is that has escaped Boston's grasp. Mm-hmm. Like, they started it. But now everywhere you go in a big crowd, if they play it, everyone. So, And that means it doesn't belong to the Red Sox anymore. Well, th- there's a high school basketball PA announcer, not Grayson County. It's not even in the third region. that likes to sing along to, to Sweet Caroline while he plays it. Oh. It's great that. for broadcasters. Uh, Herb Albert, Rise, number one in 79. Yeah, I was going to say that's a good year, but I'm not digging this. So, If you're waiting for them to sing, you're going to be waiting a while. <laughs> okay. Herb Albert was a brass player. I think he brass. 
Let's go to 1988. Bobby McFerrin was number one. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. If you really wanted to go inside 80s music... You could memorize the date on the newspaper that Bobby McFerrin is reading in the video. There's no telling how much money you could win on bar bets. Do you know it? You just looked at it. I do not. I would have to magnify it. You don't? No, it was not in. No, I don't know that much detail, but it's in. It's not in 1080p, so it's hard to see. Mm. Uh-huh. Let's go to 1997. Leanne Rhymes was number one. Remember, we went through this period where there was beef between Trisha Yearwood and Leanne Rhymes because they both had this song out at the same time. It's one of the rare times, you know, we had, we've had songs on the country charts and songs on the pop charts by two different artists at the same time, but this is two people on the country charts with the same song. It was a little, um, it made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't remember that. Like one of them goes taking off her earrings, and says, I'm gonna. Thought there was gonna be a fight break out. The tail of the tape would tell you Trisha Yearwood would probably win, but I think Leanne Rhymes is scrappy. So I don't know, sure, not sure who I'd taken that fight. Justin Timberlake number one, sexy back in '06. It's already been brought in. <laughs> And the show wouldn't be complete if I didn't give you the chart topper from 2015. Just six years ago today, the Beats was number one with What Do You Mean? Anybody want to claim to like this song? I mean, it's it's not his worst song. Yeah, it's not too bad. The, they have me yet. I think your favorite Bieber song is what about the... Uh, my mama doesn't like you, and she likes everybody. Is that the one you like the best? That's my favorite. Yeah, that's Absolutely. What I mean. Yeah, that's. I thought that was your favorite. Go classic with baby, right? Uh, no. <laughs> um, the, the one he did with Chance the Rapper, I think, is probably my favorite Bieber song. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I like Despacito. There you go. He's in that. Yeah, he was in the back seat on that song, so. Uh, that's more of a Daddy Yankee song, as far as I'm concerned, or Louis Fonsi. Mm-hmm. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today, there are two kinds of people in this world. Those who want to get things done, and those who don't want to make mistakes. Two kinds of people in the world, those who want to get things done, and those who don't want to make mistakes. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, just ask me, and I'll introduce you. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.